Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert, noted author. Find his books over at Next Chapter Books over in St. Paul and uh, TotallyIowa.com, the Iowa Business Report and the Iowa Politics Report. And by the way, we don't give you enough credit. That Iowa Business Report is actually very entertaining to read or to, 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 to listen to. Uh, the Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report come to us from his flagship KXEL in uh, Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hi, Jeff. Matthew, you're very kind. Good mm-hmm. afternoon. How are things? I'm doing well. Do you see my shirt, man? I did see your shirt. Yeah, dark Brandon because Rising. Because you stood in front of the camera, it's hard to not see <laughs> the shirt. No, I do like that. It's Dark Brandon. That's, that's very nice. I mean, here, this is for the audience's benefit. The, the, the long-suffering audience. I log into the, the video hoo-ha, whatever it is, and there's a commercial, and here's, here's this grumpy man playing with his phone, and then Hi. he gets up and then walks to the camera to where all you see is his torso. Yes. And I rippling muscles, rippling muscles like fan art for Trump. Well, you know, again, <laughs> basically you've got Joe Biden's face and so, you know, you were making it so that he was winking yeah. if you were flexing. Um, it, was, yeah. it was great. <laughs> That's what I see. I log on to do this after, you know, the horrible day where I'm sick of the sound of my own voice, and that's what I see is Matt McNeil's chest. Two things. One, that is totally me, though. I'll go up to you, like I'd go out to a restaurant, and grab your head, and just, do you see this? <laughs> yes, how can I not see it? It, it truly is you. That is fair. That is uh, very true. Uh, the other thing is this. Dude, are you, so whose show are you filling in on today? Oh, I filled in on the uh, Todd Starnes National Show again wow. uh, last minute. So I, uh, I, you know, Matt, I did TV this morning. Did I did you? my uh, local show. I did the national show. Mm-hmm. And now I am regaling fine folks in the Twin Cities in the greater Hopkins area with my wit and wow. wisdom. A lot of people in, Eden Pra- a little people in Eden Prairie where the station's actually located at are going mad. But, you know, that's where I live is in Hopkins. So shout out that's, to this. I, was, I figured somebody at home was listening. That's why I, I <laughs> Oh, in my house? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, so we live at the same place. Got it. Exactly. Totally has, has there any radio host ever had a spouse who regularly listened to their show? No. <laughs> well, as a protective measure. Yes. So that when the neighbors come up and say, did you hear what he said? It's like, oh, my God. It's it's more for protection on their part. Oh, she likes B.B. King's Bluesville on Sirius XM, and I'm not going to stop it. So there you go. Uh, That's not true. All right. So I I don't know if you did you get a chance to read that article I sent you from The New York Times? I gave it a quick look. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is interesting because this is something that's clearly a repercussion that none of these – I don't think these Republicans really thought this through when they put these retroactive bills in there. They just – they put out these, we're going to prosecute doctors. We're going to do all this stuff. And all this stuff kicked in the second Roe v. Wade was overturned, that it was sent back to the states. And it's clear in some states that they haven't – that this is something they haven't really thought about the consequences of these bills they eagerly passed when Roe v. Wade was there to protect them from their own legislation. You're referencing a piece in the New York Times that you may have talked about on the show already or not. Yeah, just briefly before, briefly before we came on the air. So. Okay, perfect, perfect. That's, that's enough. That It makes the point. 
Republicans for 50 years, 49, 50 years, ran against Roe versus Wade, right? Yeah. They fundraised against it. They said, just get us the right number of justices and we'll make it a state's rights issue as it should, et cetera, et cetera. And because they couldn't affect it, any change on the national level, they did what they could on the local level. They would pass laws that were triggered if there was ever a change. It's really safe to pass laws that are triggered when you don't see that there's ever going to be a change. You can you know, beat your chest. You can say, look at this, we're going to throw doctors in jail. You can do all of that. But they never planned for what if Roe was ever overturned. And this is the fallout you're seeing. Mm-hmm. People quoted in that article yeah. mentioned this had unintended consequences. Okay, a lot of pieces of legislation do. They have unintended consequences. And that's fine. You go correct it later. But this was the kind of thing where, you know, holy crap, it, 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 well, it's sort of like the dog that chases the car. One day the dog catches the car. Oh, my God, what do I do with it now? I don't have opposable thumbs. I can't drive. I can't reach the pedals. Okay, so they said for years, we just got to get Roe versus Wade overturned. They weren't ready. The triggers didn't work. In some cases, the laws go back a century. There then, then there is this debate about, well, should there be a national law or, law or not? For 50 years, you said it was a state's rights issue, and now you want to federalize it? I mean, it's, there's no strategy here. And more importantly, forget political strategy. To your excellent point, they did not think of the ramifications. The idea is let's hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. You want to make something criminal, a criminal offense, someone has to be accountable. Are you going to make the, the mother of the child in, de- in gestation responsible? Well, that's not very popular. All right, we'll make it the doctors. Okay, doctors say, see ya. I'll go to a state where I don't have to risk this. Mm-hmm. I mean, who do you find responsible? If you start saying the hospitals are criminally responsible and there's a huge fine, oh, God. guess what? They're shutting there down. There won't be any obstetrics gynecology wing. They already are having a hard enough time because of insurance, and that's pre Dobbs. Hmm. So it's a very difficult situation because, again, nobody really thought through what would happen. Because I don't think they honestly thought it would ever happen. Well, and it did. And this just shows you how bad their their strategy has been because, you know, you've been working on this, working on this, working on this. I think when Trump got into office and you said at least we're going to get two Supreme Court justices, you know, that they, they, they should have thought through this and someone should have gone back and looked and they didn't. And by the way, some of these even go back, what, 100 plus years, you yeah, know, absolutely. way back. Well, some of these laws that re- retroactively kicked in and right. and what we're not talking in, in, in Idaho, particularly in this article, it's not talking about abortion as any kind of you know choice for a woman. They're talking about there are women who are going to die if they don't get an abortion. And the, the Idaho law is so restrictive that there are some cases in that scenario where a doctor can come in and say, here's my medical provi- position. And some politician says, well, you can't do that. And so you're talking about, you know, and, and as the woman, the, the doctor that uh, the story is about talks about, these are not people who want to get rid of kids. They've got nurseries. They've got names. They've already planned on this. This is not something, a choice that they're making, but that even, you know, trying to give medical care to them as they go through this horrible situation for themselves where they want this child and the child, you know, that, that, that there's a decent chance the mom's going to die if she gives birth. 
they basically they, they they the thought that they could as a doctor go to jail by just trying to save the patient you know it it doesn't surprise me and the 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 brain dead narr- narrative of Idaho on this that they haven't really gone back and tried to fix this or clarify this all they've got is at the towards I don't know if you saw the part of the article where the the one guy from uh, the Re- Republican there that was on the the committee he said well they should just trust us we're not going to prosecute them what do you mean that's the law <laughs> the law says you're going to prosecute well, them. Imagine if they said that about something else that that the left did. Someone on the left did, and I don't know what firebomb a building, protest, whatever, whatever it is that they want to demonize. Well, don't worry, we won't prosecute. Really, you want to take a chance? <laughs> yeah. uh, and 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 in 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 its very basic, take the politics out of it form. Okay, yep. because that this whole issue has been politicized way too much over the half century. If you have a law that says the procedure is illegal unless to save the life of the mother, you then become it then becomes a medical question. And that's your your point. The doctor could say, in my opinion, my medical opinion, my years of experience, this was necessary. Who's to say a jury of twelve citizens without that background, if a case is brought, might say, we don't agree with your medical opinion, and we are going to impute some kind of motive that isn't otherwise there, you're not going to take that risk. You're not mm-hmm. going to do the procedure. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to because, again, they just didn't think it through. Now, it's fine for a prosecutor or a politician to say, well, don't worry, you know, the, the, trust us until we get to the next regular session. They can say that. But I'm not taking the chance, are you? No, and well, and it's, it's similar to that law that passed down in Florida, where they were basically going to kick out all the, the the farm workers down there. And the one Republican who represented a bunch of farm area in Florida was out there pleading with the farm workers, "Don't leave. We're not going to prosecute you. We're not going to do this." Well, that doesn't do any good because the state law is one thing, and you, I get it. Your your constituents, the the Republican farmers who basically have gotten you into office, are now furious that all their good farm workers are leaving. Because because of this far right wing rhetoric, but the reality is, is you can't argue nuances after you've passed the law. Well, it, exactly, you can't argue nuances. And and again, if this is not what was intended, the only way, the only way to change it is to change it. Yes. Governor cannot issue an executive order. I suppose, arguably, and this is the biggest stretch possible you could file a lawsuit challenging the law even though you might have been in favor of the law challenging the law saying the application of the law is leading to consequences beyond the legislative intent and so judge please invalidate the law until there are further hearings consistent with this matter but who's going to wade into that i mean because you know again you're going to have to have in essence, a majority of the legislature signing off on an amicus brief saying, oh, we didn't know it was going to do this. Huh. That's just not the role of the court to then come in and say, all right, we'll put a freeze on this law because you guys hosed it up. That's not what they do. Uh, by the way, here's the other side of this 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 problem for them. They are creating these kind of 
obstetric and um, and gynecological gynecological uh, you know you know zones where there's just no doctors available in Idaho right. up in the northern part of the state they've actually shut down two clinics up there so now it's they have to go two hours to to get any kind of uh, maternity service for uh, for a patient um, and, and they also go in to talk about Oklahoma where three quarters of the the doctors uh, the obstetricians and, and the gynecologists in Oklahoma are saying they will leave if they could. Um, and, you know, it, it, so you're creating these kind of medical care dead zones here, which the impact on society is going to be pretty dramatic. Even in Idaho, what was it? Out of the nine experts they had in Boise, they're down to less than five now, and, or they will be by the end of the year. And don't tell me that that argument, you're, you're going to ba- basically have the same quality of health care within Idaho that you are, say, in Minnesota. Well, there are two things. One, our conversation and our inability to say certain words is why everybody calls it OBGYN. Yeah. Because you and I just can't say these words. I have the desire, but it just doesn't – I can't make the – I can't <laughs> stick the landing there. So those are my bad. <laughs> Brother, it's been that way all day for me. That's all I can tell you. All right. Sorry to bring it to your party. But how much of a crisis in all – in all uh, seriousness, how much of a crisis do you have in the rural areas of Minnesota getting the minimum of health care, attracting doctors to rural areas? Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but you have to aggressively. I mean, communities band together. They get a regional hospital. They bring these people in and offer them fantastic deals like we'll waive your law, your, your law school, your med school uh, uh, loans, et cetera. It's hard to get Good rural health care. Yeah. Now compound it with this. By a factor of whatever, you're making a bad situation completely untenable. And that's just, just what, what it that's that's the reality of the situation. You know, this is this is again an issue of uh, the, the problem I have with most lawmakers, and I don't care what, what level. Generally, they are law-abiding people who try to pass laws to govern the behavior of those who are not disposed to, to follow the law. You know, like, for example, uh, you get picked up for drunken driving, they suspend your driver's license. And, oh, my God, he still drove without a license? Well, yes, we wouldn't think of it. You know, like, you'd, you'd walk back to the house to get your wallet because you don't want to run the risk of driving without your license on you. There are other people who are like, well, I need her keys. And even then, that's optional. Okay, so you know, the people who craft these laws often have gaps between what we put in the paper and what is in reality. And the reality of this situation is literally substandard medical care for large geographic areas and large segments of the population. Uh, you mentioned Minnesota, and it, there was a link in that story which talked about maternity care deserts. That's what they call them. Uh, in Minnesota, up on the Arrowhead and Lake Cook County on the very point there, they're, they're considered that way. Up in the northwestern part of the state, in the southwestern part of the state, these conservative areas, which brings up the other problem here is, so say you are a, a, a state like Idaho. How are you going to get doctors there? You basically write laws that say if you do, if you use your medical opinion and your, your knowledge to try to save this person, as you pointed out, you could still have a jury throw you in jail for two years for basically doing a procedure they didn't approve of. 
it's it's very difficult to sit there and say, "Hey, come work as a doctor for us. Work in maternity care for us." And they, you know, after you've told them, "Oh, by the way, we're going to prosecute you and throw you in jail if you do something we don't agree with." I mean, there it's it's similar to the teachers thing, where in rural America there's a lot of teacher shortages. And I said, "Have you guys tried to be nice to the teachers? Because I see a lot of you guys screaming at teachers, and then all of a sudden wondering why the teachers don't want to come work for you." I mean, this is it's the fact that these these doctors mentioned here that have already left Colorado. Minnesota. That's not a fluke. They're going there because those are where med- medical conditions for the doctors are better. Well, and again, I'm not making light by equivocation, but we have an issue in Iowa now where they're playing a lot of high school football games on Thursday nights. Why? Because there's a shortage of referees. And so you don't have enough if everybody plays Friday. You know, Matt McNeil's ref crew has to work both Thursday and Friday, and that's only because they moved the games to Thursday. And why do we have a shortage of referees? Because fans have acted like idiots and they have, you know, yelled at the referees, just like we yell at teachers or make it untenable. You don't go where you're not wanted. And it's one thing to say with potentially 50 different abortion laws with 50 states. It's one thing to say, well, just go to another state. That is, it's not fine, but let's just go with, it's fine if you're talking about the actual procedure of abortion generally. But again, what about the female health care issues that permeate all of this, that because of the lack of nuance in these laws, because they never thought they'd have to be used, or if they did, they didn't realize, oh, we didn't think of that. Okay, but this is what you're going to get. And, you know, you get to a point, too, then it's you get pregnant, do you stay in your state? I mean, if, if it's that kind of a, a drop off mm-hmm. in quality of care, I mean, it's it's I don't think it's that that too much of an exaggeration that I think you're going to start seeing some massive exodus just on stuff like this alone, where, you know, I've, if I get pregnant, I want to have it make sure I have a chance to, to have my kid and have the best medical care. That's not in Idaho. Clearly not from this article. All right. Let's take it well, a- again. If you've got, you know, uh, a heartbeat bill, a 16 week, a 20 week, whatever. Um, and, and to your example, you want to carry the child to term, but there are complications. Yeah. Do you, after week 20 say, you know, just to be safe, I'm going to move North for the winter. I mean, gosh, that's not what people had in mind. Well, and, and exactly. And especially now you have some places where they're saying, well, if you go out of state and we find out that you, you know, had a procedure we don't approve of, we're going to prosecute you then. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, (laughs) this is a mess. Nice job. You've made a, this is getting really bad. And once again, specifically Idaho, Oklahoma, Tennessee, don't get sick there. 952-946-6205. Let's take a break. Uh, Tario's uh, conviction yesterday. We'll talk about that. It's the Matt McNeil show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual Wednesday visit. Uh, Jeff, yesterday, Enrique Tario is uh, sentenced to 22 years in prison. So far, the longest sentence handed down in the January 6th insurrection uh, fiasco. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm frankly, I wish it was a lot longer. Uh, you know, it's interesting to watch all these guys get get into court, get to the sentencing, and then act as if, you know, this was harmless. I'm really sorry. Especially when, like, 20 minutes before they're in the courtroom, they're on some far-right news outlet talking about, I'd do it again! You know, it just, I, I can't tell you how happy I am these guys are going to go to jail for a long time. Well, you have to like the one who, after he was sentenced, as he's being let out, yelled, Trump won. 
at least he doubled down in the courtroom, yeah. you know, I mean, as opposed to I'm a sniveling little worm in front of the judge who can deprive me of my livelihood. Um, here's something that I find interesting. Vivek Ramaswamy, Republican presidential candidate, issued a news release today reiterating that he will pardon, once he is president, he will pardon all non-violent January 6th offenders. Define non-violent for me, please. What, what does that mean? Because that is the loophole to drive a truck through. Mm-hmm. Because all some of these people have to hear is, pardon January 6th defendants, and they are all in. Mm-hmm. But then it's going to get tricky. I mean, DeSantis did the same thing earlier where he was saying, well, you know, uh, I'll look at all of these. If it's solely political persecution, you know, come on. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's there's nothing to that because there's no definition to it. Well, it's nonviolent. It's your perfect definition of you sprint through the extremes in the primary because yeah. the vast majority of people want to see these people in prison. They they think they're guilty that you know, they remember that, and so it's not a winning platform when you get to the general. And it would you know it's you know these guys are setting the trap for themselves. I mean, you, if you know, I don't think either one of them is going to be the nominee. But if if they were. I can't wait for them to. When did I ever say I'd pardon these guys? You know, it's, well, that's when they say. That's when they say. Well, I said non-violent. That's, that's, well, okay, that's, you know, that's nice. I mean, that, but that, I think. See, that's the nuance, right? That's yeah. the. Well, what I really, I, I, I said non-violent because you know we have rule of law. Oh, okay, okay. So that's how you get around trying to get elected. Then what do you do if you actually put your hand on the Bible? Do you pardon them in concert with the primary view or the general election view? Uh, that's interesting. Do you feel that the Proud Boys are getting the sentences they deserve? I don't know about what they deserve because I haven't followed it closely enough, okay, mm-hmm. to, to really get into all of the specifics. But, um, you know, organized efforts that went well beyond what an average person would find to be common sense. Uh, and if the punishment is consistent with other like acts done by other individuals in other situations, you know, that's why we have federal... Uh, sentencing standards and guidelines, you know, they're within parameters. It is to avoid there being an abuse of justice or an abuse of discretion. And you look at some of these things and it's like, okay, I don't care how many videos Tucker shows, there's still some people smashing windows here. Yeah. And doing other things. And, and, so, and beating cops. Yeah. yeah. And, and exactly. And, and I think that as well, it just, it's, you know, the, the thought that these guys, most of these guys are not even going to see, you know, the freedom until 2040 um, is, is I, I think that gives me some solace. But, yeah, a dark day in America, that's for sure. Uh, Jeff Stein, once again, the Iowa Politics Report, I'll post later. Jeff, thank you much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dark Matthew. <laughs> you got it. Hour two up next. <laughs>